Welcome, gamers of the Gamer Army. If you're watching this, you're part of the Gamer Army. And, <laughs> My God. And, and recruits, <laughs> I would like you to know that we are in this together. That we are still fighting this virus. We're fighting everything around us that would have us turn off the Xboxes and the Playstations. We've done 45 episodes now. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> and every episode, yeah. Zach, with his great, great brilliance, how do you do it? Like, how do you, how do you just do this? I just, I look at the camera and something just turns on and I just get into gamer mode. I don't know. So you just, a switch just instantly flips from like Zach. I, I see all 10 of the viewers and like, I just get pumped. Gamer Nation. I, I, I say Gamer I if, Nation. I don't know if you could call it an army yet. Well, okay, Gamer Army. Dweebs yeah. Militia? Militia. <laughs> you know what it is. No, no, no. Dweebo Militia? Dweebo hey, Resistance? Militia we're not big enough for a militia. L listen, it's kind of like in Metal Gear Solid Five when you're recruiting soldiers. So like the Dweebo unit. We got like us three and Meister G. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> so we've got, listen... Just like in Metal Gear Solid 5, you know how strong freaking Mother Base got when you've got yeah. built up. Unfortunately, I'll have to kill all of you um, just like in the game. Well, spoiler alert. Maybe you do have to kill them. Maybe you don't. I don't know. We'll see. Well, I mean, if you haven't played the game by now, that's on you. Yeah, you had five years. Well, welcome. Uh, gamer Army. Even if you're not a gamer, welcome. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot of games, so... Might as well join. Uh, I'm joined by Travis McCoy, another uh, a gaming sergeant. I'm sergeant, okay. <laughs> sergeant gamer. Sergeant gamer. And Jacob Ware, lieutenant. I don't know what's higher. I don't know any of this stuff. I don't, I don't know what's anything. higher either. Between, I think a sergeant's below sergeant's a lieutenant. lieutenant. Above? Lieutenant. Yep, and then Zach's the captain. So he's... Private's the bottom, right? Yep. Private will be uh, Kenny. Yeah, <laughs> Kenny's private. Yeah, Kenny's the private. Definitely. Um, yeah, so we talk video games, movies, everything. And you know what? I've joked about this before. We even talk plays. I will be talking one play that I saw. Uh, you went saw a episode. play during Corona? Yeah. Wow. Bold. I'll talk more of that later. Stay tuned. Uh, Pop Papa John style, stay tuned. <laughs> So how are you guys doing? Uh, so last time we got out in the open, this time we're on a Zoom. Uh, what are you guys doing? Are you guys getting outside? You guys having, how's life? I haven't been um, outside in a week. So, <laughs> so since the last time you came in from that last podcast, you've been yeah. outside. They put I, uh, me back in here and locked the bolt again. I couldn't leave. Well, uh, they don't know this, but the area we currently live in, we're under a um, – like a, they have like a four, like a like, four level system. In we're at level three. We're at level three. Uh, rumor has it we're at level four. They just haven't announced it yet. <laughs> um, I think we're pre-ordering level four. Yeah, that's kind of what so, happened. Uh, I thought really level four was just Florida. No, well, close. Um, we're actually close to going back down on lockdown in our area. Um, yeah. So it's just one of those things where it's like, dang it, this sucks. See, so what happened was I didn't know that like. Cincinnati, like Cincinnati area and stuff, like when I was out skating in that area and stuff, 
Mm-hmm. And I was down more in the downtown kind of area, skate park, and I'm skating, and I start seeing like these billboards looking like a movie. They were all like, wear your mask, Cincinnati, welcome. We're all putting our mask on. This is the first time I saw like that level of that. And I was like, okay, like I didn't think much of it. And I got home and my wife was like, yeah, Cincinnati's like definitely like they're, you have to wear the mask indoors. It's, you yeah. Know. City 17, like yeah. you got to do it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just required across yeah. the board. You know, yeah. most of the places, hey, I ain't lying. Most of the places I go to now, yeah, just wearing a mask. It's just, it's yeah. like putting your socks on at this point. Um, yeah, I think people just got the picture. And like, they start, like, I, so I've been to Target um, recently, and they have a big giant thing, a poster on the door. And it doesn't even say, like, please wear your mask. It just says, you cannot come in, buzz off. If you don't have the mask on, it's not, it doesn't even cut it. Like it doesn't even like. That's funny. Did you say that? Um, did they have anybody at the door? Like, were they like checking this stuff out? They have one, uh, one 16 year old kid at the door. And have you guys, uh, so I've went into a, you know, grocery store and I was at somewhere else, but, um, I forget where it was at. And when you walk in, there's somebody right now, they're not asking like, uh, like I'm wearing the mask, but I'm coming in and there's, this is kind of new when you're seeing at these stores, there's someone standing there and they're not asking like hand sanitizer or whatever. They're like, can I help you find something? Like get the frick out. It's never like, hi, how are you? Have a good day today. I've never seen people at Target's front door. You know what I mean? But now there are, and they're kind of like mini security. They're like, yeah, uh, get in and get out. It's kind of like, they're trying to like pressure you. Don't chill around in here. I have seen jobs be created because of this course. Yeah. But now yeah. we have a person who just checks for masks. Yeah. I went to Walmart. Of all the places, I was really proud. Went to Walmart. There was a guy standing there checking for masks. Yeah. Walk in through the front door and now you have a counter. That person counts how many people walk into the store. Yeah. You only have three people in the store. Um, but I went to Kroger and they, neither of the people existed. And I promise you, like half those fifty percent was wearing masks, the other fifty percent was not. Yeah. And I was just like I guess the rules don't exist in Kroger. Like that's how. Yeah, it def- it definitely depends. Like Target, Walmart, some of these bigger things, and like Best Buy probably too. I haven't been there since this bigger thing. Oh, Best Buy, hundred percent. I'm, I'm sure they're like they've got, you know, guns loaded when you come in the door. Like, what do you need? Get in, get the heck out. Uh, I went to a smaller place, and yeah, like you, Jacob, like it was like, twenty five percent were wearing a mask, but then yeah. like now at Target, yeah, it's a hundred percent. I just think I think it's at the point now where people have to realize like this is past your personal preference. Yeah, um, it's over. It just is. And as much as like, I'll tell you right now, I don't enjoy it. Yeah, but... I don't. I don't think anybody enjoys. Yeah. I don't like putting on a freaking thing that like I feel like Darth Vader in. But exactly. it's like it's like wearing a seatbelt, right? Like they're not comfortable. Yeah, they they're really not suck. comfortable. Like they're not fun. But like it's important. And then so and you might still die if you get a car wreck with a seatbelt on. Exactly. Doesn't mean it's not worth wearing. Doesn't mean like it doesn't still do something. Like that's the thing that kills me is that people are like. Why wear it if you can still get it? It's like, why wear a seatbelt if you yeah. might die in a car wreck still? Or wear a helmet when t- you're doing the 900. Because it will off. take out a good chunk of that possibility. Yeah. It's, it's a level of like, hey, we're going to put a barrier between us and the thing. We'll see well, uh, how this keeps you know going. What, you guys know it's really funny. I know I'm going to jump the gun here. Yeah. Um, but I want to I share something because you two don't, probably don't play this game very much. Um, but that, the whole mask conversation, welcome to Ohio, by the way. If you're watching this, you wonder where welcome. we're at. We're at Ohio. But the welcome to the world, co- actually, though. Yeah, welcome to the COVID world. <laughs> um, I've been playing Splatoon 2 again. Yeah. Uh, which I don't know. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. You know how they do voting in that? 
they do the voting yeah. like ketchup or mustard. Do they have yeah. mask or no mask? <laughs> so, so here's where I was like, I'm gonna get to. Um, they, they sell apparel for online play. Yeah. To where um, it gives you like power ups. Oh. Okay. They're selling masks now, a part of the apparel. Oh, weird. That you can buy that gives you power ups. So you see half the players wearing masks and half the other players not wearing masks. It's completely like option. Oh my gosh, that's they so funny. Literally did it. <laughs> Nintendo, I think Nintendo's way of like, let's just troll this and yeah. let's just throw a situation out there. Um, but I've been playing Splatoon 2 um, and I have absolutely, I don't know why I get, in this, I get in this mode where I put it down and I pick it back up. I put it down, I pick it back up. I don't know why. Because it's, the online is like the perfect amount of competitiveness for me. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever played the online? Yeah. No, I, I didn't. No. Well, I played a little bit one time when, when you had it over at our house. Like I never really spent time with those games, so I can't really speak to it. But they look fun. I, I think, you know, I think honestly, Travis, for you, um, you love the multi-objective shooters, multi. Yeah, I like objective-based game shooters. Um, yeah. And it's the perfect. Like I'll jump into a game and I'll get ten kills, and I'm like, oh, I killed it, and we got killed because so I didn't focus on like yeah. territory. Um, it's really cool because there's a bunch of different weapons. All the weapons have meta and like what's what's important and what's not. And it's really, honestly, I think it's Nintendo's online at its best. Because normally Nintendo's online is butt. Yeah, that's probably the other reason I've never messed with it is because I don't really think multiplayer, oh, I'm going to go play a Nintendo game. No. I know they're highly regarded. Like, I'm not saying they're not good, but I just. They do. Go ahead. One time I did play it, um, which is such a small sample size, it felt like trying to fist fight with the ocean like <laughs> i can't talk to my friends i these people on my team yeah. they weren't my friends i didn't know them and i am cleaning 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 and they are undoing everything i'm doing and and i'm sure like if you play it more you get a feel for how you can maybe do things to help sway it in your team's favor mm-hmm. but um meta and that like you know what's meta in that game but i after playing one match i was like that is extremely frustrating if you don't know what you're doing because yeah. you get run over it. But I'm sure like, I'm sure that if I spent more time with it, I, I might have some fun with it, but you seem to really like it. You've talked about it off and on for years. Yeah. You've no, I've, I've, been, I've enjoyed it. Um, I've been on a big Nintendo kick and it was one of those games that's been sitting on my shelf. And I was like, I'm hot back in playing through it. I think I realized though, the, the only thing that's not good about that game is the single player. The single yeah, player. The, the first one didn't have single player, did it? Yeah, it did. I, it did. And I, I, I loved the first single, the first game single player. The it, second one I can't remember, but the first the one was so one, fun. The first the one, the second really one fun. has, uh, I think it's four. I just got done playing it. I, don't, I think it's five. It has five sections, and each section has minor little levels you play through, and then you unlock a boss as you play through. I don't know. The story just doesn't exist. It's like, so like you're trying to collect Zapfish to meet the great Zapfish, yeah. So you can rescue some lady's friend. Um, okay. That's essentially the story in a nutshell. Um, it's more like a training the, ground for the multiplayer. It really is. Hundred percent uh, more like a training ground. Like honestly, if you bought the game and you just played it um, online only, you'd have, you'd get your money's worth out of the game. Uh, but I definitely do not enjoy the single player at all in Splatoon Two. Um, it's not enjoyable. It's not fun. I, I don't remember playing the Wii U one. I think I, I owned it, but I don't remember playing the single I, player. I loved the Wii U single player, and I liked the multiplayer. Splatoon 2, I, I had a lot of trouble with the controls. Uh, and I, I think it was before I got the gamepad, the wireless controller. So I was just using the Joy-Cons. I couldn't aim. 
worth of crap. And then well, they then they were saying like, oh, people are like, you're supposed to use the the motion controls. They gave me an option to turn that crap off. Yeah, and I tried both ways, and I couldn't figure out either way. So I, I hate, uh, I hate shooters and motion controls. Yeah. See, I'm I'm actually I'd probably say out of the three of us, I really like gyro control. I have a Steam controller playing around over Yeah, here. you're crazy. And I've actually sat down with certain games that aren't twitchy, but are like big targets, and and I'll I'll do gyro. I did it a little bit as an experiment with Resident Evil Four. That game is perfect because when you aim, you can't move. So you aim down sights, and you could just oh, kind of do this. Yeah, that, that could be really good. Shoot. So like that's a good game. I did the first. I played Mass Effect One, start to finish with gyro controls, and it worked great. That game worked awesome because a lot of that game is pointing and doing commands and stuff. So, <laughs> but what you do is is you have like a pad that you swipe, and then when you hold your finger on the pad, you can change it to gyro. In Breath of the Wild, I did gyro for like the 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 bow and arrow all the time. So. That I'm good with. That I'm okay with. Like, like so, I like it when it's subtly like implemented like that. I think that that I I think I gyro is underrated. I think it should be brought I, in more. I agree with Zach in this sense is um you're moving your character because you have to constantly be moving a Splatoon. Like you can't yeah. just sit there. Um, Gyro's tough when you're moving yeah, that's your really character tough. and you're aiming. Also, it's in third person, mm-hmm. and I don't know what it is, but third person shooter and gyro controls just don't mix. It just isn't like yeah. I was ha- I couldn't figure that out, and I couldn't figure out the thumbsticks. It was too finicky for me. But there's, I, I there's, love the mechanic of going under and like getting the ink. Yeah. and Do you have enough ink? And that is really fun online, like to play that. But uh, yeah, but I've been playing that, and they had they came up with a thing where you can buy masks now to give you power ups. And I was like, that's oh, great. that's that's hilarious. That's awesome. Awesome. But um, that's why that's one of the games I've been up to playing a little bit. And again, multiplayer for me is like. I love multiplayer shooters. That's just where I am. Like, I played Destiny for a hot minute. Problem is, I, I can't stay on them forever. Yeah. yeah. Just run dry. Have you guys seen, like, now it's got to the point where masks are, like, accessorized. So, like, I, I retweeted something. It was they made a Shinra Final Fantasy VII, like, logo mask on there. Yeah, I saw that. And, uh, yeah, like, I have a, like, my mother-in-law was making homemade masks when this all started, and I have a Star mm-hmm. Wars one. She just grabbed something that they had or whatever at the store, but I have a Star Wars, like, mask. That's what I wear. Yeah, but I have a Star Wars mask, it? too. Why yeah. don't they you like wearing? Like, why would you, like, if you're going to ha- be, like, if you're going to have to wear it, you're going to want to wear something. Yeah, like- so I'm starting to see people, like, accessorize it with their outfit. Like, people, like, women at Target had it, like, with their same outfit they were wearing. But Hey, someone at my a- church said that. She's like, I don't want to wear this mask because it yeah. doesn't match my outfit. And I was like, yeah. Uh, yeah, now we, we're, we've reached fashion tier. It's Corona Core, baby. We're in Corona Core. Well, we're catching up to like Asian countries yeah. like China. They've done that for years. Like the girls with like the masks and with like the cat face and all sorts yeah. of stuff. Now they, we get to be cool. They've been hey, watch out, Japan. Time. We're cool now. <laughs> oh, hey there uh yeah uh what else well, you've been playing on you said you've been in a nintendo mood yeah so uh tetris 99 i switched from puyo puyo to tetris 99 because i, I like tetris 99 I, I actually got my first uh w um which was awesome hold on what in the world all right i'm again i'm dog sitting three dogs that's, like the, that's the perfect game for you because it's tetris and it's competitive oh 100 percent um and they actually released a team battle mode too so it's dlc they just released and it was like super cheap and you get team battles so you can team up with people and play uh, tetris as a group oh wow you can play, uh, against computers and train you can play local player now and it's like 
Oh, but the thing I love about it most, this is why I love Tetris 99, is after every game, you get a stat breakdown of, like, what you did and, like, how you did it, like, how many combos you hit, how many back They didn't used to do that, did they? No, never. Um, so now I my big focus is the T-spin, and I've been trying to nail uh, T-spin. Yep, T-spin, two-line clears, uh, T-spin, three-line clears. Like, those things have been, like, what I'm trying to focus on. And – oh, sorry. I, th- I thought I heard somebody come in. Um, so the way it works is you build, you guys have played Tetris. Yeah. You build like a giant circle in the middle of your Tetris. Oh, shoot. Like two other sides. And you try to like rotate the, the, the T. Yeah. So they can like go in and then you rotate it real quick and it, yep. it'll, it'll kind of turn into the next piece. Yeah. And it counts. You get more points for doing that than you do getting a Tetris. Cause like, do you think like getting a four line clear with Tetris would get you, you know, how do you build that though and all the chaos of what's going on of that you just have to use you just have to use the pieces in the right manner like it's honestly i'm not good at it i get accidental t-spins like i do not build i cannot build a intentional t-spin i just can't do it it's just not that's a good question people who like i don't know i'm here's how i work here's like your brain because like if you play tetris i'm telling you there's something like i watched a documentary on it and it's so weird because it's so true that game became so popular because you get a sense of a rush when you do, do like something crazy. Like when you clear like a bunch of lines and you're constantly clearing it, the amount of like enjoyment you get out of it, it becomes addictive. Like it gaming becomes, math. Yeah. It's it's gaming's math. Yeah, it exactly is. And I like I play I have Tetris on my phone. They just got rid of the app, by the way. I was ticked. I was so mad. <laughs> I used to go I used to go back and just play Tetris on my phone. The um, EA one. Yeah, dude. And they got rid of it. I was ticked. Um so I'm like, I'm a nut when it comes to the, like playing that kind of game because it's a quick, you know, 15 minutes commitment of you playing through Tetris. Yeah. But Tetris 99 has been a nice enjoyment because it's something completely different. And I don't know. I can't set up a T-spin. Can't do it. But I also have Tetris. I'll, I'll think four moves ahead. I'll be looking at the pieces I have coming four moves from now and thinking like, okay, if I put this piece there, that piece there, and like envisioning it. Cause like Kenny watched me the other day and he was like, how are you doing this? I was like, I just, you just get used to it. I need to check that out again. I like where you flick your stick different directions to attack people in different ways. That's that fun is, too. I got down to like third or fourth of like several times. I never could close it though. And, and win. I think the most difficult part about this game is like, if you go, it's like the pacing. If you go super hard early on, everyone starts targeting you because you get badges. And when yeah. you get badges, like you become more powerful. But what ends up happening is people start attacking people who have badges, and next thing you know, you have 20 people attacking you instead of the normal two, and now you're fending off 20 people instead of actually KOing people. So Very I think low. the best strategy for me is I do random damage, and then as it gets past 50 people, I start going for KOs and getting badges. Because you, if you have no badges towards the end of the game, you're not then winning. you can't do anything. You have no shot at winning. Um, but I've really enjoyed it. It's honestly – like. It's the greatest thing to think that Nintendo's released for free, just for paying their their little fee. Um, it's yeah, and they've cool. put out a lot of good games in that. I mean, Super Metroid's on there, and a bunch of old. They've this fleshed out the classics. The gym. Uh, I don't know what it is. It's just it is the gym you get for free. Yeah. And then um, Luigi's Mansion Three. Yeah, yeah you- I've been wanting someone to talk about this because none of us got it. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited to hear what you think about it. Have you played? So has anyone played Luigi's Mansion on GameCube? Yeah, the first and second one. I'm big fans of both of those. So. Phenomenal games. Like the, I remember playing Luigi's Mansion on GameCube when it first came out because it was I think it was a launch title with the GameCube. Yeah, it was a launch. And I got that, and I got Melee uh, a couple months later when it came out. 
And I was like, Luigi, you know, first ever Luigi game. I, I've always liked Luigi. He was cool, but he was always more his brother. Um, great game. Phenomenal time. Uh, it was the perfect amount of, like, childish scary, but it was kind of somewhat scary. Yeah. This one, they went the complete opposite. And this is why I love Nintendo. They realized that their type of humor and their type of, like, how should I say this? design is never really going to be scary. Like when you play Luigi's Mansion, you're not going to be scared. You're not going to be like anything like that. So they embrace the fact that Luigi is like this cow, like coward, like he's just a full on coward and they just make jokes around it the whole time. And it's very quippy. It's very, very cute. Um, the art design in this game, cause like you can't, you don't think you can really design ghosts in a way that's like actually like cool looking. Mm-hmm. The ghosts look awesome. They are so cool that each ghost that you encounter in the boss is unique. How far? Different. How far are you in? Um, so they 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 do it and based on it's a giant tower. Yeah. And elevator. So I'm on I'm on level seven. Okay. So I've done seven lines of the and it's out of twenty. So okay. I'm about halfway, almost halfway there through the game. But you're, but you're having a good time with it. I am. I know. I, I am. And um, each each level has a different kind of like soundtrack based on it. So it has a different kind of loop of music. And, hey, why are we drinking at the same time? I keep drinking at the same time as Travis. Stop that. Uh-huh. Stop Maybe that. Maybe like watching each other in the. Gosh like, almighty. We're in sync. At him. We're in sync. I just keep saying it. Sorry. <laughs> Gosh, that was just no, crazy. It's hilarious. Um, but yeah, next level games. <clears throat> uh, they the ones that put this one out. And they've done, uh, they've done like, you guys played Mario Strikers? Well, didn't they do the second one too on 3DS? They did. They did Dark Moon. Um, they also did. They also did the third uh, uh, Metroid, uh, what's it called? Um, oh, Federation Force. Federation Force. Yeah, that was... I think they got handed that polish. I heard that was a classic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was one of their finer um, finer games that they did. But I played one of their very first games that they had a hand on. And I don't know, Travis, you ever played these uh, series of games. And it was funny because I was looking into this. I ended up playing NHL Hits Pro on the Xbox it was off of the Blitz um, series. Yeah, I never played that. Yeah, it was. So it was it like was, Blitz, but it was hockey. It was hockey. And the I big played, guys tackling each other. And I remember playing this and being like, this is the definitive way to play hockey. Like, there's no other way to play hockey. This That was the first game they put out. And I, it was funny because I was looking at their name, and I was like, I didn't know they did that. That's, That's so crazy. cool. I loved that game when I was younger. So it was like, it was really cool to be able to link that back. But Luigi's Mansion 3 has been awesome. I highly, I mean, I – I don't think it's worth spending the $60 on because there's no, like, depth to it um, unless you have another person to play with it, and then there's a whole other game you can play with it, like a, co- a couch co-op kind of game. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I wouldn't really recommend it for $60. I picked it up for half the price. Yeah. So that's kind it. of an impression I got, so that's, uh, that's cool you enjoyed it, though. Yeah, definitely right on. But what else you guys been up to? Zach, what have you been up to? What I've been up to? Last of Us Part 2. I that's finally – Gotten deeper into that game. Um, did did we was it out the last time we did this podcast? I can't. Yeah, remember. Yeah, I was, I was were, halfway through it. I was where a little bit oh, okay. before where you are. Last I talked to you when that came out. Okay, yeah, I think you were. Right I was far enough to know there were things I certifiably could not say on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> that had nothing to do with the first hour. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I am now deeper into it to the point where uh, let's just say our group chat is torn into pieces um, as uh, we're a little bit divided, you know, a house divided, a country divided. Um, this game's not divisive. <laughs> <laughs> what are you I, talking I, about? <laughs> I, it's funny how, like, 
how divisive it is, it feels This is the Metal Gear Solid 2 of our times. I guess I would say that, yeah, it's probably that. <laughs> but even, but because then I think back on Metal Gear Solid 5 and I was like, that was divisive in a way that like at least everyone agreed on certain aspects. And it's like, yeah, this is like MGS2 meets Last Jedi. Yeah. Basically. I mean, <laughs> very divisive. So, Travis, you've, you have beaten it since. I, I beat this game like two weeks ago. I okay. beat this game a week after our last podcast and so, we took a week off. I've beaten this game and since then I've beaten four other games <laughs> I have on my list here. So I have been busy. Other people have been busy that we're trying to get through this in our group chat, Kenny and Jacob, whatever. But um, I got a little farther to a point where I was like, oh, shoot. I thought, uh, because I'd played so many Naughty Dog games, I was like, just assuming I'm going to have just a good time. I think they're going to do some crazy stuff. I'm in for it. And I found myself not liking the game. And uh, I was kind of shocked by that. So we were having a lot of discussions in our group chat. Travis is saying, stay tuned. Papa John style, he's saying, stay tuned. (laughs) I'm getting further. I'm seeing a little bit what he's talking about. But my problems with the game, and I'm not going to spoil anything, don't worry. People watching, I'm still not spoiling stuff. Spoiler free. Spoiler free. The game, I'm going to get with the good first. This game, undeniably, you cannot fight this. There is no argument. Gameplay-wise, has destroyed the first one. Not, Dude, not, it's not the, not, chopped its head off. Not, like. the, not, that the first one, not that the first one's gameplay was bad. I still like, and I'll get into this, Like, I desire to go back and play that first one. I do love that first one's gameplay. This one just takes everything and it just adds that next layer. It's just a better version of that first one. The upgrade system's better. The combat is better. It just, everything is, flows better than the first one. And I would hope so. It's been seven years. So that's better. The art design is on its own level, its own different planet versus every other game out right now. Like you're looking up, there are parts where you're looking up and there's like, glass ceilings and they're broken in and there's you know growth of like you know trees and stuff coming in and I'm like I'm looking at this like amazed at the detail like hyper detail to the point where I was like Uncharted 4 shocked me and this is like over that you know what I mean they have beaten Uncharted 4 somehow with that loving all that love the atmosphere at times and the freaking uh uh hold on a second I'm getting some zoom stuff it's thank you okay thank you zoom um but uh the gameplay like i said like really loving that the sounds i'm i'm playing with headphones so to the point where i can and then it gets really dark at night you know here and you know as it does everywhere the sun goes down uh and i'm freaking spooked i am so freaking scared at certain moments of this game i think this game is scarier than the first this game is absolutely scarier in the first yeah because uh (laughs) they introduced certain things that the first one didn't and it's like oh like when you realize what they're doing with the mechanics you're like frick me and i had to like turn the light on put the speakers on and then i literally was joking in our group chat the way i have to play this game is the way i have to play certain scary games i just i am yelling i yell at the game going Ah, ah, I'm yelling and I just hit the analog stick and I run and I just start shooting everywhere I need to go. There's a section of this game it becomes Resident Evil. It is so yes. freaking scary. It's it so, so scary. freaking scary. Because uh, this game was always on the cusp of like not being, I was not able to play it. So now it's like it keeps pressing, uh, it keeps pushing my patience with that. But I'm ha- that, that's good. 
where I am having such a hard time is with story stuff with this game. This game takes a turn um, in this, I don't want to spoil stuff, but the game takes a turn to the point that I've never had this in a video game before. What happened was a major, like a, one of the major moments happened in the game about a fourth of the way through. We'll talk about it, Travis, later or whatever, but it happens. Um, it's a pretty significant thing. Um, How about the beginning of the game? About a fourth of the way through, there's like a reveal. There's something that they kind of like, oh, okay, like, you know, whatever. And it happens, and I had to go to bed like soon after. And I shut the game. Like that happened. That moment happened, and I shut the game off. I, I was in bed for like 20 minutes and I couldn't go to sleep. I'm sitting there and I was like, did not, that was a good decision, right? Why'd they do that? I hated that. Uh, why'd they do that? Like, I just was so upset with the decision that they had made, but I- I don't know said, what you're talking about. We'll talk I about it I have no after. idea. We'll be sure to talk about this afterwards then. But they made the choice and I was like, I don't think I liked that decision. Character-wise, like yeah, it didn't char- fit what the characters would do? It wasn't. It's really hard. Is there any way okay. we can talk about this? Yes. yes. Because with the first game, when the second, when they were announcing yeah. the second game, my biggest scare with the game, and it, it got alleviated. They did a good like thing at E3 where they talked about like, hey, we made a significant, you know, we made a decision to make the second one. We're going to do it good, whatever. But my fear was the first one was so good and such a contained thing did we need the second one and after this decision or this thing in the game that they decided to do i was like ah i'm back to that e3 where i was like i don't did we need this game so that's where i'm currently actually still at how i'm feeling about this game is i don't know if we needed it and i'm kind of like struggling with that still i'm still struggling with I'm asking myself constantly, what if I didn't play this game? Like, am I missing something? Is this, is this, you know, I'm liking the gameplay. I'm liking this, but like, was this needed? Did they need to make the second game? So that's where I'm at. Stay tuned. Wait, uh, stay tuned. (laughs) I don't know. I actually, I don't know if you're talking, are you talking about one of the flashbacks? Yes. There's a flashback. So is this what you're talking about in a flashback? A thing? Yes. Okay. I'm, Stay tuned. I mean, like you're oh, in like you're halfway through the second act saying if you don't know if this is worth it, I, you got to yeah. keep going. I feel and like you are, but I feel like I, I'm, I'm 20 something hours now. I'm like 20. Hours I beat the game before. in 23. And when you told me you were at 17, that was a point where I was at 10. So I don't know. You're taking the scenic scenic route, but that's OK. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. All I'm saying is, is character wise, I'm not going to get on a soapbox. We'll talk about it in the review. I had similar moments, not quite on the same level because I don't hold the first game like up as like the Mona Lisa like a lot of people do, but I did really like the ambiguity of the ending of the first one. Yeah. This game, one of the things that it does is it gives you new information about the characters and then it gives you some more of characters you know and then it gives you some more and then it gives you some more and you think you figure out like where they're at even until the last couple hours and they continue to layer in meaning and yeah. new revelations. So I would just say, keep struggling with it. That's that's where you should be. But it don't think you know all. Okay. <laughs> but I'm, you're not done with the I'm game, still, so yeah, why I'm would you know playing. all? I'm still playing. But, it, yeah. it still has like they, there was a moment the other night. I was like, I'm invested again because for like five hours, six hours, I was kind of not invested in the game. I was kind of like, I'm just get me through this. Like get me through like 
when is this going to pick up? I don't care about the character that I'm, you know, working with right now. Um, you know, uh, that's where my struggle has been is I, I'm not invested in these characters, you know, so we'll yeah. see. But I got reinvested in something they were doing. I thought it was cool, the scenario that they had me going through. I was like, I, I, I'm digging this, what they're doing here. So I'll keep playing. I'll keep playing. But I, I, I'm struggling a lot with this game versus all of all of the other Naughty Dog games I've played. So stay tuned. Finish it and we'll do a review. Yep. But, uh, yeah, that's The Last of Us 2. Yeah, it, The Last of Us 2, it <laughs> – I will say one thing. They said early on it was a game about hate. And then I was watching some with Neil Druckmann, nothing to do with the spoilers or anything. And he said that he really regrets saying that because a lot of people get that first portion of the game with whatever you're doing with Ellie. And they think that's all it's going to be. Yeah. And he's like, and he's like, when I said that we were in the midst of developing a lot of that part, he said, that is not the message of the game. The message of the game isn't hate. It's still love. You just don't realize what it's going to be, you know. So I thought, because he said the first game was about love. And he said, this game's about hate. And he's like, I wish that I could take that word back from, <laughs> like, from, like, all my interviews. He's like, because that's not what the game's about. Like, it would be very defeating to just play a game about hate or just play a game about whatever. But yeah. it's just, this game, I would say it's the Godfather 2 to the Godfather 1. Godfather 1 you get this amazing journey that's just focused on the main guy and he's moving up the ranks and his dad's a gangster. And like in the end he like takes over, but it's just this epic whole thing, right? Godfather two, it plays into these other things and it's showing like things in the past and it's, and it's recontextualizing the way you see the first one a little bit, but it all lands in a place that's very meaningful for that person's journey in the second one. And so I think that that's kind of how I see the two. Yeah. Uh, I think it's awesome. Two, uh, two other quick things. One thing, and I think this just goes into not invested really in the characters. I'm struggling with that. Is when something would happen in the first game is like, frick, it was like a bullet hitting me. Like, oh my gosh, like you're just heart sinks. This game has that. And then like, it like fades to black or does whatever. And it does this. And I'm like, was I supposed to feel something there? Like I'm, I'm struggling. Like I don't feel that like I did with the first game. Like, what are they expecting me? Like, what was the expect expectation here? And I was like, am I missing the mark? I don't know. Second thing uh, is season five of lost without spoiling that they go in 20 years. Two years ago, five months ago, one scene will go uh, two years later, five months ago, this game does that so oh. much that I was oh. like, I was, I was literally going buzz off. Like it was like, I would it do does it at the end of every. It, it does it at the end of every chapter. You get a flashback. It was it's very clear it, when it was, it'll happen. It was doing it so often. I was just like, I don't. I was like, I don't care. I don't care. Like it was just popping up, and I was just like, okay, here we go. Two months, and we're back in something else. It, it's to the point with how I felt, how I feel with this game, and how they're telling the story. And there are some stuff that's like uh, stacking up, and I get that. To the point, though, that it was like this was happening, and it was going back in time and showing me like a flashback and showing me this that. And they've already announced that they are doing something for HBO. They are doing a Last of Us show. They're doing a, a series. And as I'm playing this, I was just like, as I said, the gameplay is better. But I was like, if I could have just watched this, maybe I could have just watched this too. The way that they've done these flashbacks and I'm jumping between here and jumping between there. It's like, it feels like this game, this really works out to be 
you know, this could be really strong as a, a TV show, you know, so we'll see what the TV show, but. I think that there's things, there's things about the way this game tells a story. I feel like it would have been so much less impactful if I hadn't played it. I like genuinely like a big thing with this game is empathy. In my opinion. Maybe I have no empathy. And growing empathy for people. Yeah. I, and, yeah, it definitely. I and I that. grow empathy by going through this other part of this journey. Yes. And I don't think if you just did an episode for a person, I would feel that way necessarily. But, I, I think uh, I'm just meaning that with the way they're like showing the flashbacks and doing this. Like, this is around. a movie. Like this is a straight up like a movie thing they're trying to do or a TV show. Yeah. Or, I don't when know. you get to the end, I, I, and, and you're a storyteller, I'll be curious how you think they could have done it differently. Because I found myself wondering as I was playing it, like you do a big chunk one way. And you do another big chunk another way. I wondered, like, what if you did back and forth? Or what if you did this? But when you see the full thing that they do, I really struggle. I was like, I don't know how they could have done it any different. That's what I'm struggling with, too, is as I'm playing, I'm like, is this the right way to do this? Like, because at some parts, I don't feel like it was. So, all, But I need to keep playing. I need to get to the end to see the full picture because I'm kind of zoomed in right now because I only see a little bit of it. So, Where are you right now, like chapter-wise? um seattle day blank reprise i think i could say this without this would not be a spoiler everyone can keep listening i just got somebody a mask so i felt like oh oh. (laughs) okay i know where you are which made me laugh because i was like frick this game like i'm i'm this one freaking dealing with right now i'm getting people yeah um but i got somebody a mask that's it yeah i i remember that part okay yeah, uh, that's it for me for games. I'm just trying to get freaking through that. Um, kind of j- to jump on that uh, real quick, the reason that is my only game, um, we had talked on previous podcast, you know, what am I going to do with the Xbox? I want to play some gaming PCs. I broke down, this is why the weird angle is here. I'm playing on, not playing on, I'm recording on my new gaming PC. Shouts out to Travis, some of the other Dwee Bros helped me pick out some stuff uh got that going so i should be able to do some pc gaming streams soon it's pretty awesome that's gonna be fun yeah but i'm congratulations so now i know i don't need an xbox one i'm not getting the xbox one i'm not doing well i thought it was funny um because you were saying, do I get the Xbox? Or do Series I get X, a sorry, I messed up the series name. X. And uh, I was laughing because I texted you where they said, we're leaving the UI the same. <laughs> and I was like, then I'm out. That's like the one thing you could do, like to, it, to yeah. maybe bring bare minimum. It's just, they're on a different path though. They want it yeah. to be, I've been playing around on my Xbox a little bit with my wife. We've been playing some Game Pass games, but I, yeah, I, after I told you that, I was like, there's no way he's getting an Xbox. Cause yeah, I might anymore. as well. So, I'm going to be able to do some PC streams, uh, playing some stuff on here. So I'm excited to actually be able to do some different stuff. And you know what? I think I'm going to be able to, on my Mac, I couldn't run Chrome and do the stream at 1080p. That was a lot, you know, to do. I think I can do the streams and have Chrome open at the same time. So, Oh, wow. We're all moving that, up. Damn, all that Exciting times. Yeah. Exciting times. You can definitely run Chrome. In <laughs> oh, dude, I was um, I was doing that streaming. I had yeah. another stream pulled up in the background. Dude, I was, you can do yeah. whatever you want, man. Yeah. So here I come. I chose no Series X for me. Not getting the Series X. Not getting it. Here's here's what um here's what I've been playing. So 
after I finished Last of Us, I actually like, I didn't know like what to do. Like, cause I, I, and we'll talk about it. Maybe I love, I love like the game. I love the story. I just kept, I could not honestly, yes, my wife, I could not stop thinking about the game for like three days. And so what I decided to do, I was like, I got to do something. So I had all these games that I was like halfway through, but I hadn't finished them. And so, and some of them I was really far. So I was like, I know what I'm going to do because nothing is going to live up story-wise or polish-wise. or So I'm just going to jump into some other stuff and finish it off. So I jumped into Red Dead 2, which the only thing I had left was the epilogue of that game. Mm-hmm. Jacob, did you ever finish that game? Uh, no. Are you weird about spoilers with that game or do you I, care? Dude, I'm the least. I won't talk person. about the ending of the game. Well, I might yeah, a little bit. Yeah, don't do I want I I here's what happens with Red Dead. I play it in like 3 to 4 hour chunks when I get bored. So, okay. I'll beat it in 2 years. So, here's what I'll say. So, the epilogue of that game Did you play Red Dead 1, Jacob? Yeah, I Okay, so you did you beat it? You know at the end you I can you play as that. you play as the sun, right? Yeah. So, this game, I won't even say why or what Obviously, they're going to keep it the same as the series. In the end game, you play as a different person. Like, you get to play as somebody else, okay? Mm-hmm. So, what my struggle was is that I remember in my head that Red Dead's main story was a certain way, like, quality-wise. Like, the characters that they brought in, the story seeds that they planted, they really had these rich characters, and they built them out, and everything was very intentional. And so I picked this epilogue up and you're running around as this character and his wife and his son and you're like on a farm. And I was like, okay, cool. It's going to be more like kind of down to earth, but like they just kind of kept bringing in these random people and you're like building a fence. And then like it, they had a different vibe about it and that was fine, but it just kind of felt like they couldn't decide if they wanted to do like a two hour thing or if they wanted to do like a 15 hour DLC and they landed somewhere in the middle and it was really awkward to me. And I felt yeah. like thematically it did not live up to the main game. Like mm-hmm. the themes of the main game are like Arthur and his redemption and all of this stuff. And then the theme of the epilogue was settling down, but not really like trying to start a family, but not really. And, you know, leaving behind your outlaw ways, but not really. And like the pacing of it is really weird um, it's cool. They open like up a new area of the map and you do get some nice character moments with the guy uh, that you play as, but ultimately I felt like it fell kind of flat. I got a, there's a really cool country song that comes out of it. Yeah, <laughs> of, uh, great. Uh, hit my <laughs> hammer on my nail or something. And you're <laughs> like, you're doing something that's really memorable. Um, but yeah, like I, I played it, it was like seven or eight hours. And um, especially after coming off of the, god tier level gameplay that last of us has red dead is a slog to play <laughs> that game is yeah, you gotta be in it's rough to play, to play coming off of last of us but i did it and i had fun but i i would say i i mean i could almost not had the epilogue or it felt like maybe it would have been its own dlc and they would have built it out more and really have a story but just like there's a little bit of story related to the main campaign and then there's a lot of nothing and then the very last mission, they bring back a guy from the main campaign and it's, let's go kill him and all this stuff. And I'm like, you had the last eight hours of my time. You could have planted seeds like, oh, we hear this guy's out this way and you go and you try to find it. And you, But like they literally, they mentioned him one time, I think he's out there. And then six hours later, 
I found him. Let's go. And you just got done telling your wife that you're done and now you're going. And she's well, like, don't go. You promise. He's yeah. like, screw you, woman, sit down. And then you come back and she's fine with it. And then you go, yeah. I'm going to say this. I don't care. You go out there with three people. All three people get mortally wounded, shot, stabbed, laying on the ground like they're going to die. And then they all go down the mountain and they go home and they're fine. Like they, they set up the stakes yeah. in the main game of like things matter. You don't just get away with jack shit. Like if you go out and do something stupid, somebody might die. And then the ending of this game is literally four people going up to a mountain and all four of them get brutally wounded, like stabbed in the heart. And they all get to come home and have the cookout at the end of the day. It's like, I don't even know what the game's stakes are anymore. Like, I don't know what's going on with these characters. I like them, but it, it was fine. I don't know. It was fine. It just yeah. felt like an afterthought. So Yeah, my expectation was what I was like, oh, it's a cool little extra thing. And I see all of what you're saying. That's definitely um, yeah. valid. Um, they did try to play up, too, of like, this guy is literally trying to build a house at some point. I like and, that stuff. And, and, and then, and then the next second is, is that kind of Godfather? They're pulling me back in. You yeah, know, like Scarface. They're pulling me back in. I mean, but like uh, to me, there's a lot of potential in like a mini chapter, like ten missions, doing that. But they did like two chapters, and it was like one had six missions, one had eight missions, and like almost none of it had to do with the stuff I thought was the most interesting. Yeah. So, for what it's worth. But you did get to do a cool house thing and you got to go like on a date with your wife, which was cool. <laughs> that was the highlight. There there was just there were there were a couple of moments that were really fun, but you know, it was all right. So that was Red, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Um next, I, I have to go. So I will say though, Red Dead Redemption 2 in retrospect's my 2018 game of the year. So that beat out God of War, Spider-Man, whatever. That game was great. I do have so there's a little bit of housekeeping. So in 2019, I gave The Outer Worlds my third place game of the year. I went back and I finished it. Does it still stand? I don't think I've ever played a game, like honestly, 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 that has a better first act that is perfect, that tr tricks you, and absolutely falls apart in the second and third act. Like, Literally, it's like they it's like they built out their systems. Here's the gameplay. They that developed the like world, which was too. interesting. And then they the first act they made like a perfect like think about the perfect Fallout Bethesda like you know like you you go and there's like a little city and you do these side quests and this main quest. You got to help one of the factions and all that. And then like I stopped playing the game and now coming back to it they put all their best ideas in the front. Like, and so I, I've been watching documentaries about it. I gave that game third place because it felt to me like this perfect throwback to those old RPGs. And it is for like the first five, six hours, but they run out of steam. And I did all the side quests, all the companion quests, the main quests, and I beat it in 18 hours, which is fine. It's shorter. And in that, if you want a shorter RPG, like I did everything and it took me under 20 hours. You could have done that instead of playing The Last of Us, Zach. But I will say, in retrospect, I feel like I wanted that game to be something that it wasn't. So I'm moving that off of my top three of 2019. I did like it overall, but overall I give it like a you can play it. If you like RPGs and you're nostalgic for those kinds of RPGs, go play it. But um, it, it was a three out of five game with a five out of five opening and – yeah, I'll be excited if they do more of them, but it was interesting finishing. There's literally a part in this game where you can see the seams 
where they, and I watched a documentary and they even said on no clip, they're like, we did, we cut out like probably 20 hours of story that we didn't have the time to make. There's a smaller team really, but like the whole premise of the game is you're on this ship and there's all these people that are in cryo sleep. And then you find out that this company is going to put everybody in cryo sleep. And so like the scientist that you're working with is like, he does this like galaxy brain math and he's like, Oh, they're going to put everybody in cryo sleep. Well, the ship you came from, they're going to kill all those people. You got to go save the people on the ship. It like doesn't make any sense, but like they cut out like two planets and they're like, Oh, you learn this. It doesn't relate, but go here because if you don't, they're going to kill everybody and you can literally hear it in their voice that it doesn't match. And so they told them mid when they were doing the voice dubbing, they're like, all that's gone. Oh, all that's gone. So (laughs) go, go there. So it's, it's fine. I mean, it, it's a cool game, but it, um, it is a game pass game through and through play it game for free or game. for $1. Just play the first act and quit. But maybe? I will, all that to say, yep. Yeah, honestly, it is worth playing just the first act on yeah. game pass. And then, and and then, then make you, your own credits, go onto YouTube and put in credits. <laughs> so that's, that's the outer worlds, but the game that replaces it in my top three of 2019 or 20. Yeah. 2019 is a plague tale. I went through and I finished that game. That game's awesome. Like, if you're one of those people that didn't like Last of Us 2, you're bummed about it, you're all upset, go play Plague Tale. Okay, I'm it's playing Plague Tale. Start to end, it's 10 hours, it's, 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 a, it's a girl and her little brother, it's the same stealth, you're crafting, you're grabbing different materials, you're crafting, you're using your slingshot to distract people, sneaking past, there's a kind of a play going on with these infected and these rats, and it's got a good story and they're trying to use the boy. It's not, it, it really is like last of us meets like the Witcher type setting in like the 17, eight, 1600s France. Cool. So it's a really cool game. The it, it's got a great story. It has a really cool mechanic where you use light to like move these rats around and throughout the game, they're constantly giving you new tools. So it's got a lot of environmental puzzles to it. So I I really love the game. It had a really good story, and it had well written kids, well, which is a really hard thing to do. But when I first saw this game, I thought it'll just be the girl and her brother like the whole way, and maybe you get separated. But it'll be kind of like a solemn. This game is almost like the Goonies. Like you go around, and then you meet a kid, and then that Goonies kid kind of jo- that kid joins you, and then you meet a brother and a sister, and then you meet another kid whose dad was like a blacksmith, and he gets killed. And so you build out like this party of like kids that are good at all these different things. Like one can lockpick, and one is an alchemist, oh, nice. and one's a one's like a he creates like he's a uh, I don't know a bladesmith. I don't know what you call it. And like you go to this castle and you clean all the rats out of this castle, and you have the castle together. It's like your home base, and it it had like a lot of charm to it, and the kids were really well written. So. I, I give that one two thumbs up. That one was rad. It was fun. And then the last game I'm playing right now, I'm not done with it yet, is Evil Within 2. So Evil Within 2 is a survival horror game that was put out like two years ago, I think. Um, and it is like Twin Peaks meets The Matrix meets Resident Evil. Like you're in a small town and like the town like breaks apart and is like parts of it are floating up in the air. And it's like resident evil where it's like really, really small scale, like four or five city blocks. Is it scary? Oh, it's yeah, it's scary, but it's cool. Like it's so cool. Like um, I didn't even play the first one. I had no interest in the first one. I just jumped in with this one and people said, you can just jump in with this one. All you need to know about the first one is that the guy's wife and daughter died. That's all you need to know. And 
And so you are playing it and you're like going through um, this like city and there's like this sadistic murderer in this matrix with you. And he's like a photographer and he like takes pictures of people as they die and he's leaving it all over the town and you're like investigating. Um, I highly recommend it. I will put a jump scare trigger warning of there are jump scares in this game, but I think that they're worth it because the story and the atmosphere are so good, but I wanted to play something like that after finishing last of us. Cause it kind of put me in a spooky mood, but um, I'm probably two thirds of the way through that game. And first couple areas are really open and then it gets real linear. And so I'm where it's getting more linear, but um, it is uh, gameplay wise. It is discount last of us. <laughs> uh, you can throw bottles and crouch. It, none of it works as good as last of us. So don't go in expecting it to be that good, but that is the way the gameplay is set up. They've got some cool, like, weapons and stuff that you find but yeah it's a fun game i've never nice. been really a survival horror guy but i'm having fun with that game. yeah that one sounds like one uh i might want to check out cool well, yep. the only other thing i would mention is and i don't know if you guys have ever played these but i played a couple games on xbox game pass um one of them is perfect dark the original perfect dark i've, I've you guys ever played that i game? tried to play that recently on the 360s when they remastered it I felt like that was unplayable. I felt like I the the ship really? sell the ship yeah, sell. I played it on Xbox One on the collection that same thing, and I thought it was cool. Like I was running around. Um, I felt like the controls worked fine. It's mission based, and you can do the missions quick or you can do them yeah. at a higher difficulty. And I thought it was fun. The definitive way to play that game has to be either on the N sixty four or you emulate it and mod it for PC. Hmm. I thought, why? Why? What's wrong with the it's two just, sticks? The best way to play it. Like, it, I'm telling you, for the aiming, the way that it's angled. Well, I mean, I would do mouse and keyboard. Like, yeah. I'd be happy to, but um, which, I had no problems. It felt great. Yeah. Well, actually, um, I don't know if Xbox has it set up, but mouse and keyboard works on some of the games on Xbox. You should be able to plug in a mouse and keyboard huh. in Xbox. My, uh, I might, I might look at my that. friend, uh, he does that now. He plays Warzone. He plugs his mouse and keyboard into the Xbox. God, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. <laughs> All right. The um, other game I played was a really weird party game called Fusion Frenzy. Oh, I, I just saw the box art growing up. On I that. saw the box art all the time as a kid, and I saw it was on Game Pass. So I was like, I have no idea what this game is, but I've seen this like box those, a thousand uh, times. One and one game. It's like a party game, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, it literally, it has a hundred different modes. Wow. None of them are made well, but you can get in there with four people and screw around. And I was playing against computers, and I was like, Hey, I'm glad I've checked the box and I know what this is. Yeah. I will uninstall this and never play it again. I also did that. I put in Viva Pinata. That game has aged terribly. That oh, game that. looks awful. Like the frame rate on the Xbox One they S made, is like 15 frames they a second. Made a TV show from that game. Like I don't know. People loved it. I know a lot of people liked yeah. it, but it was rough. Uh, so there was a game I wanted to kind of talk about for a hot second because I don't know if you guys have. Um, any Dreamcast boys? Like, did you guys have a Dreamcast growing up, anybody? No, no. I never did. Really? I, I, I got one. I think that was my first eBay purchase. I got a Dreamcast, so I had it way later in life. Okay, so you guys know, like, there's two versions of a Dreamcast, right? There was the one that came out early in the cycle where you could basically uh, download a game, put it on a disc, and pop it in. It works. Yeah. Like, they did a terrible job with the way they included The piracy it. stuff, yeah. yeah. Then there's a second gen of Dreamcast, which they fixed that issue. Um, so I actually have the first gen of Dreamcast. I grew up, my mom found out about this because she used to be on the forums and she went out and bought a Dreamcast. She's like, I'm never buying you guys another game ever again. And she just downloaded game after game after game and she just wrote on them and said, here's your Dreamcast games. 
That's how it works. Um, that's what my mom did. That's been like awesome. crazy. Hey, this yeah. is the same mom that played uh, Postal, correct? Yes, correct. Um, <laughs> we talked about that on Dweebs. Um, so, when we boiled down to it, uh, I got a Dreamcast, and there was a game I played growing up, Power Stones. Phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. Show me this. Arcade game, phenomenal stinking, you know, Dreamcast game. And the Dream Power Stones 2 is the one that's, like, really, really well-known because it has its own Dreamcast edition game on it, and it has the arcade version you can also play on it. So I had one of my middle schoolers come over and we were hanging out and he's like, yeah. you know, what's, what's this box right here? And I was like, man, like that's the Dreamcast. Like, and I showed him the controller and he's like, this is an Xbox controller, but they're forgetting, they forgot a stick. Like there's no extra stick. And I was like, exactly. Like, I was like, that's exactly what it is. And we started playing Power Stones and that game is so much fun. It's yeah. like the precursor to me of like, Super Smash Brothers. On it is like a 3D Smash Brothers. Yeah. Exactly. It's a 3D like it's a 3D world Smash Brothers. You can go around anywhere, interact with anything in the world, use it as a weapon. Um, they have their own little characters that have absolutely zero backstory. Um, but it's like an arcade game in that sense. And we were playing it. We played it for about a couple hours, and we were trying to beat the story mode, the arcade story mode. And you know how the arcade games are made. They're made to gobble up quarters. So like as we progressed, yeah. more and more difficult. And we were sitting there like screaming at the TV because it has this boss boy. Like, you fight this boss, you guys have a giant plate of food. And he's just throwing food at you and you're trying to beat him up. And I just remember like, it sucks that system didn't make it because if you think about the way Sega, and this is where I think it's going to fit well into where we're going to talk about Xbox. But um, when you think about Sega and you think about what they did from the Genesis to the Saturn, and then, like, they did the 32X, which really burnt. That's what burnt America's market was. They released the 32X when the Saturn was already, like, on its way. So when Sega did that, those consoles kind of merged and became, like, a giant PR nightmare. And then they made the Dreamcast, and the Dreamcast was so awesome. Mm-hmm. It was, like, it was powerful when they released it. They released it before the PS2 came out. So it was the most powerful gaming hardware on the market, and it was easy to develop for it was super easy to develop for. They had a ton of support. Super easy to pirate from. Yeah, super easy to pirate. But no DVD um, drive. That's what killed it. Yeah, and PlayStation came out and they just, they obviously just swung and knocked them out. But I think what's awesome when you think about it was like the Sega then and the Sega now, just two completely different things. And yeah, I really hate like Sega now. <laughs> like I was playing, I play Sonic games and I'm like, this was awesome. And, now you you, it'd be a pipe dream to get a good Sonic game. It'd be a pipe dream to get any type of good Sega game. So I don't know. I was just wondering, like, how you guys' experiences with Sega, and I know we're gonna talk about like, so like for example, Xbox. Uh, it's pretty much coming down to the point where we don't know the price, we don't know anything, uh, we don't know any games that's coming out. Like, I know zero about the Xbox. I don't know what you guys know going on. Like, I have officially checked out. I have this gaming PC. Halo's coming to this gaming PC. I'm getting that. Yeah, I'll just do that. I, I only I, care to the extent that we learn about games, and I have very tempered expectations. Yeah, so there are I mean, I'll like play it. I'll play. Low. I'll play Halo if it ends up being good. I'll play whatever because it sounds like they keep making it for PC and Xbox. I'll just yeah. play good games. I kind of don't care about anything else about the Xbox now. And and I have Game Pass, so. Mm-hmm. If yeah. something I like comes to game, I just saw Yakuza Kwame Two. So now Kwame One, Kwame Two, and Yakuza Zero are all on Game Pass. So, like, I, yeah. I look for that kind of stuff. But like, I 
I have very low expectations. I'd like to see Obsidian do another RPG. It'd be cool to see it maybe in Outer Worlds 2 where they really build out all the way. I know the first one, but... So yeah. Xbox currently has 15 gaming studios under their belt. But they're not, yeah, I know, but have you gone through and really looked at them? Yeah, they're absolutely like nobodies like don't yeah, I mean, like and i don't mean to be mean like no, I, I understand i just like out of yeah, all yeah. of them there's only i think there's only three that stick out which is actually four you have three four three you have rare uh so minecraft. if we're gonna do this let's do it hold on xbox game studios i'm trying to think there's the minecraft one mojang yeah and then obsidian which obsidian so so here's here's the and problem. I don't even so, think it's. I, I think they can actually do some good stuff this generation. I think they might with fifteen. Just one it's of those, one of those, ready now. Yeah, one of those have got to be golden out at fifteen. I'd hope. I hope somebody they build up a team that's like, hey, let's figure this out. <laughs> My problem is now we've got Nintendo rock solid. They have games you're gonna buy the console for. Boom, Sony. I'm playing this. I'm buying. I'm paying a thousand fifteen hundred dollars. I don't care how much this freaking PlayStation Five is. I'm day one. Because they have some juggernauts when it comes to game studios. I, I know what exclusives are coming to that. I'm getting a freaking PlayStation 5. But the Xbox, I got my gaming PC now. I'll play what's coming to it. And they're they're not really – and I think even me talking right now, it's like I'm not really bashing on them. Like I'll play it. And they're kind of opening up the floodgates for me to do that. They're, here's why I brought an opportunity up, to play it on the PC. So. Here's why I brought up the Dreamcast and Sega, and here's why I'm bringing up Xbox now, is um, the uncertainty that we have coming to Sega – in the sense of video games, I can't name other than Halo another game that I'm like, what? you have shown nothing. Yeah. I think Rare, Rare showed a game in November that I haven't heard anything about called I, Everwild. I had never heard of that, but then I saw a little trailer. I was like, oh, that looked cool, but I did I not see them announce anything it. Anything about it. And we're, we're about to be a year in, and it's supposed to be coming out for the Xbox, and it's like, what's going on? So, so here, here's, here's the thing, right? So – their developers are really in three categories, right? So you've got your people that are fully huge teams. They've shipped a lot of games, but they only let them make one thing. That would be 343, mm-hmm. only let them make Halo. Coalition, who they only let make Gears. Turn 10, who they only let make the mainline Forza games. And Mojang, who makes Minecraft. Yep. So that's where your depth is. Like from a leadership perspective, those are the studios where you have hundreds of people employed who have shipped a dozen games and you're limiting them to just those IP, right? So when yeah. people say, where's Xbox's new IPs, those would be the people to make them. Like the p- people made Horizon didn't just crap it out out of nowhere. They made Killzone for years. And then they, on that experience, made something new. Then the next category is smaller companies that do a really specific thing. Double fine. They make psychonauts. They make weird little like quirky games. Okay. They're not making the next horizon. They don't have the resources or the staff. Obsidian, same thing. Obsidian today is not the obsidian of 10 years ago. They're a small company. They make RPGs. They make CRPGs and then they made outer worlds. And clearly they didn't have the staff to make outer worlds all that it could be. Right. I forgot about Rare. Rare is the only one with a lot of resources that they let make different things. But they don't and then you've got Ninja Theory. They make little little yeah. games like Hellblade and stuff yeah. like that. And and so, like, I don't know. Then you've got people who make only certain things, and they're kind of like double A. They're crap. Like Undead Labs with State of Decay and Exile with the Wasteland games. Mm-hmm. Like, they've got Playground who make the Forza Horizon games. The rumor is they're going to make Fable, which is exciting, but – it's fable. Like, 
how much can you really change Fable? Are you going to make it like The Witcher? So okay. I, I do think there's like, a large population of people that buy the Xbox because there's a lot of people I know and I have conversations about games. The people that are Xbox people are playing Call of Duty, the new yeah. Madden, the new whatever. Or game I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not stereotyping, but what I'm saying is I, they want those third-party games. That's on PlayStation. That's on Xbox. That's on this PC. This is my point, though. And, like, is- and I think some of those people go, well, my buddy's on Xbox. That's how I play online. I'm just going to grab an Xbox. And they don't think – Yeah, they're not no, really worried about that's the That's 100%. Party. Yeah, they're not and, worried and about it. for them, it. how easy they've made Game Pass, that is better than that – is their ni- that is their niche over Nintendo and Sony. I think that's going to continue to help them. I'm not arguing with those people. I'm arguing with the people that are online saying that the initiative or the the initiative, which is a company with 40 people and none of them have ever shipped a game together. They're saying that they're going to, they're going to be that they're, they're naughty dog. I literally see people on reset era say, can't wait to see what the initiative is working on. That's, this is going to be Microsoft's naughty dog. Like, are you living on the moon? How are they going to Naughty Dog made Crash 1 2 3 Racing, Jack 1 2 3 Racing, Uncharted 1 2 3 4 Lost Legacy, yeah. Last of Us, Last of Us but Left Behind and then The Goat. Hey. Right? <laughs> like, I don't think the initiative with the guy that used to work at Square and the other guy that used to work at 343 and the other yeah. guy that used to work at Bethesda are going to make the next not like Naughty Dog level studio. Not day 1, it would be unfair. Well, it would be unfair. Uh, Rare, Rare split up. They have, uh, uh, what you call it? They lost to some people. And they went to Platonic and they started their own company. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's my whole point. Is Rare, is not, Rare is not the same Rare as it was no, anymore either. They're- if I was Microsoft, what I would do, and I went on a crazy rant three years ago about this and it worked last time. I said they should buy Obsidian and they should invest in RPGs. Okay, here's what you, I would do. On that. I would take 343. I'd let them still make Halo, but I would try to get them thinking about something else. But I would take the Coalition, who makes Gears. I would take Turn 10, who makes Forza. I would take the Rare, who's been making Sea of Thieves. And they already did this a little bit with Sea of Thieves. I would say, hey, I want you to go all in on a new IP, all three of you. It can be anything. It can't be a racing game. It can't be a niche. Like, it needs to be either AAA of some kind, right? And then I would take these smaller studios like Obsidian. I would say, hey, Outer Worlds is cool. Cool, you can do another one of those. I want you to focus your attention on Take Perfect Dark. It's an old IP. I want you to take it. It's a cyberpunk setting. I want you to make like a cyberpunk RPG. Like I would take the smaller studios and ask them to do stuff outside of their comfort zone. And I would take the big studios and I would have them do something new. Like they have to mix it up. They do too much of the same stuff. At what point does the Xbox event becomes like a a Windows Unified event? That's I guess what I'm going to boil it down to. Because all the games you're talking about, uh, Zach, are all playable now. On PC, it is already. I think we're at that point, and that's yeah, why we're here. We we don't we haven't even seen it yet, and we know anything they announce will come to PC just exactly. by what they've been doing. I want to have an Xbox, and I like it that way. Yeah, and I'm and fine. I'm, it too. I'm just like the whole the whole Xbox thing, the whole Xbox debate now, and, and the whole conference that they're going to have. We know it's going to be it's me Madden. Give me some NBA. Hey, here's a new Call of Duty. Warzone. I hope it's not. I I hope it's not. I hope it's these studios showing some tech demos. Show us a 10-minute gameplay trailer of Halo. Give us a big surprise. Show some cyberpunk because they got to do a little bit of that. Xbox but. now is a Xbox machine is a budget PC. Yeah, so it is. I mean, it, it is with a, with all the with all the headaches gone. That's yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had headaches when I got this thing. If I would have got an Xbox, I would have had no headaches at all. 
I'm just saying, like, what are you, Jake? Ideally, it's like, what do we want to see here? I want to see new games. What am I going to see? Forza, Gears update to mobile, maybe. Madden. Hey, where's that Gears Pop game? Exactly, dude. I want to see that. That come out? I I don't even know, dude. That might have got canceled because of the – because I have not seen anything about it. So, I think that got canceled. That's my point. Gears Pop Metacritic. What's it at? 90? Got two reviews for PC, an 80 and a 70, and then on iPhone it's a 64. Oh, play it on the PC. I guess mixed, so. mixed reviews, two point. positive reviews, nothing over an 80. I'm with you. I hope I hope they show some new stuff these studios have been working on. It could be that just because of COVID, they're not doing jack squat. But um, well, I mean that's I mean put your mask on and get to the keyboard. <laughs> I just if I see one more person say the initiative is going to blow my pants off with some yeah, kind of about, massive some, narrative listen take some initiative and, and get to the keyboard and work over 40 hours like, how about that but, but and here's my bother I went on the initiative's website I watched their video they're in Santa Monica they kept playing that we're in Santa Monica who we're cares? You know care you're not how, Sony. You know you're not Sony planet. Santa Monica. You're not Naughty Dog, right? And they're like and they're like showing people like we got like a literal line in the hype. A literal line in the hype video was one guy like, "We got people. They've shipped a lot of games, and then it just shows like Tom worked at Sony, shipped games, and I'm like, I don't care. What? Shipped like, games. Ship what? Like what did you ship? Like I don't. Some of the people they have World's Edge. You know what World's Edge does? It remakes Age of Empires. When yeah. you click on their thing, guess where it takes you to the Age of Empires website. Wow. Like, I Travis, I hundred percent agree with you. Like they- I, I, I'm, I hope they prove me wrong. I'm, not, I'm not rooting against them. I believe they're going to make cool stuff. Like one of the coolest I things I think was when. Well, hold on though. We need to get off this topic because we got to wrap up here soon. We got a lot of other stuff to talk about. But, but I do want to say this. Like, The Big Short. Did you guys watch that movie? Yeah. Okay, that movie is directed by a guy who had only done like dumb stoner comedies his whole life, and then he made that. You know what I mean? Todd Phillips, the guy that made Joker. He was known before that as the guy that made, uh, what are those movies where they go to Las Vegas and they all get lost? The Hangover. Hangover. He made The Hangover 1, 2, and 3, and then he made The Joker. Wow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people can, like, jump out of their freaking, jump out through the roof. Like, I believe that can happen. I don't think that you're limited by only the things you've made in the past. I think that would be extremely unfair but it's also extremely unfair to take a company that's 40 people. They've been in existence for a year and say, they're going to make the next uncharted. You know, they're going to make the next last, like hold your freaking horses, man. Yeah. It'd be a miracle if they make something that's like an 85 on Metacritic. People are happy about it. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to talk. I mean, I know Xbox will be releasing some stuff here soon. So good Xbox talk. Uh, well, we're not just the gamer army. We're the TV army. And I just have a little, it's not much to talk about, but they did. Uh, it was pretty cool. You know, I was a huge Mandalorian fan from Jacob's recommendation. Uh, I did have a lot of fun with that show, and they did a really, really cool behind-the-scenes thing. I don't know if you guys, any of you guys saw I didn't, this. I didn't watch it because Disney's behind-the-scenes stuff always, to me, feels very superficial, so I just preemptively skipped it. Oh, was yeah. It, it is so... Like, they don't get... They, it it's is like, that, but listen, we're such storytellers, and we all got in the room, and there was such a vibe. It's it like 20 that. minutes. It's that. No, it I just skipped it because I watched all that for, like, the movies that they've done. It's And cheesy. after, like, the third one, I was like, 
they don't talk about anything. It's cheesy, but listen, I would actually recommend watching okay. this. Sell me on it. The cheesy, there's the cheesy stuff of like we're Disney, whatever. But the way they made this thing was absolutely bonkers, and they go into hardcore detail of how they made it. They also go. There is one guy on that thing that made the Clone Wars. So they had different. Dave Filoni is a beast. Yeah, the guy with the cowboy hat. Yeah, he's always wearing Dave, a cowboy hat. He's the guy people say should be running Lucasfilm. Absolutely. Because Kathleen Kennedy runs he, it, and people have been saying for years he should be running it. Get him running it because because he rumor is he might get more involved in the movies. He right. is like the encyclopedia of Star Wars. He's George like, Lucas's right hand man. Yeah, he he was because he worked on the Clone Wars. He was an animator, and they said let's have you go on and direct live action. I think it was the first thing he did live yeah, action. It was first thing ever. But there there's a funny part. I say two or three out of the eight episodes, they give this guy the floor and just let him speak for 15 minutes. That's the ending of the episode. And I'm enthralled. I don't yeah. even like that big of a Star Wars fan, but the um, Justin, Far how do you say Favreau or? J J Favreau. Favreau. So he's on the round table. There's like, it mixes with round table with showing the behind the scenes and showing them on set, how they're doing the stuff. And they do the round table discussion with all these directors that were on each episode. There's the different directors for all these episodes. And they give that guy the floor at one of the point, and for 15 minutes, he just talks, well, if we look at the Sith and we look at the Jedi, and he explains it in such a way that I'm like, dude, I, I am like a pretty cool Star Wars fan, but like that made me into like a hyper Star Wars fan, but yeah. he's awesome. He's very special like guy that, to get involved in that stuff. But on top of that, they show like how they used, and I had heard about this, but to see it in the video, like they used the Oculus to oh, wow. to kind of see the scene before it happened and they Peter Jackson did that on Fellowship of the Ring he wore VR goggles and walked around the set with the camera did you um, ever see that yeah, I sent that crazy. to you one time like in 2001 dude wow but they they showed how like they also showed how cool freaking George Lucas was uh he gets a lot of bad rap sometimes but he was saying like when they were trying to do you know the 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 prequel trilogy he was like, you're going to be able to do this and walk around the set. Like people didn't know what he was talking about. And then when he came on the set there, he's like, yeah, that's what I was talking about. Like they showed yeah. these giant VR, like they're, instead of green screens, they're video screens and they're VR, like the camera's hooked into a VR, like uh, it's all game development, unity and unreligion. It's all that. That's the whole show is unreligion and stuff. And when they move the camera, the background moves in like parallax. So like if you have like a tree up here, like a close road and you're riding past, like it shows in parallax, like if you were okay, actually cool. there. I'll have to watch this. Definitely man. watch that. It goes into depth of that stuff. Unbelievable is the point where I was like, this is the next level of filmmaking. Like we've reached. Well, they hour, said like, that the stuff that they learned on that show, they're going to start using in other stuff. Oh yeah, they should because Good. it looks way better than green screen. It, it also gives, I always go back to in the Hobbit behind the scenes, uh, the guy who played Gandalf. There's a shot when he like literally almost breaks down and cries because he's sitting on a green box next to green walls. He's like, I didn't do this. Like I didn't yeah. become an actor to look at an effing green screen buzz off. And he get like, it's emotionally sad. And yeah. in this, they don't have to have the green screen anymore. And like they have, you actually see a desert platform, like a place around you and you can see stuff. And it's like, now we can work. Like actors have yeah. a much better, you know, reference point to work. So. Awesome. Mm. I recommend checking that out. It's cheesy at times, but the behind the scenes and that guy talking. Well, you sold me with Dave Filoni being featured because he's awesome. Yeah, they give that guy. They say that he gets the heart of Star Wars more than anybody else 
Yeah. Make and, I, and I also like Justin Favreau or whatever. Uh, John Favreau. I, I think he's like mixed or whatever. And I didn't know enough about him. But watching this, I like the way he like, he's legit. I mean, you, like you know the stuff. stuff he's made, right? Yeah, a lot of like he's a, made a ton, a ton of, stuff. of stuff. So I was like, I didn't really have heard ever. He, made, he did the first Iron Man. He's the one that cast Robert Downey Jr. I never heard him speak, but that guy's intelligent. That guy's yeah. Knows, that guy knows Ooh, what's going on. Real quick, let's uh, let's. I I watched the show, but I'm not, I'm not going to talk about because I actually wanted to talk about something else. Me and Travis made a bet. Um, I'm gonna hold my own end of the bet up. Oh but, yeah, I forgot. Um, I'm I'm gonna hold it. Up. I'm gonna play Last of Us. Actually, replay it. Um, I'm gonna start it up tomorrow. That wasn't the bet. No, come on, Last of Us too. As soon as I beat it, um, but I want to go. I want to go. I want to go right into it, uh, okay. just to build up, you know, a good, solid base of Dance. conversation. Um, but for you, Travis, you've been watching The Leftovers. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even write this down. I was gonna wait until I finished the first. No, <laughs> well, I was gonna wait. Do you want to do that? Do you want to wait? I, yeah, I want to wait. I want to wait until I finish the first season. And I, I will say this: I'm halfway through the first season. The episode I watched last is the best one of the ones I've seen. Um, but I will say this. So I was – wait just like you're making me wait. Nothing to do with the show. Too. Nothing okay. to do with the show, really. I was scrolling through, and I saw Damon Lindelof did an interview. And Damon Lindelof, he did Lost, all six seasons of Lost. He did, you know, Leftovers. He did yeah. Star Trek, the movie. He did uh, Prometheus, which I really like. He did Watchmen. And so I like Damon Lindelof and I was like, I'm going to throw this interview on because they were talking through like his whole career. And it was cool because when they got to the, la the, the leftovers, they asked him about that. And he says in that thing, and I watched it, he's like, making season one of that show was really difficult for me because I was splitting my time between the show and I was working on a horror movie, World War Z. And he's like, so one, it was weird because those were two very different projects, but also it was weird because normally on my shows like I have the creative vision mm -hmm. he's like with this show I had the guy that wrote the books yeah. partner with me and so the goal was that we would push each other because we saw it differently but that something good would come out of that he's like but because I was splitting my time I was coming to the table with scraps mm -hmm. and he yeah. says that it wasn't until towards I guess there's an episode I didn't really listen to what he said but towards the end of season one I guess there's an episode that really captures lightning in a bottle and it's really good. And then you, maybe, you know what he's talking about. Maybe you don't. He's like, but when yeah. they did that episode, he said, they all stopped. And they're like, we realized this is what this show is supposed to be. Yep. And they took it in another direction. So that up. sold yeah. me to keep watching. I still stand by the beginning of the show has been extremely rough, but I like Damon Lindelof a lot. All those other things I just mentioned are things I like. I love Prometheus. I love Lost. Um, I haven't seen Watchmen, but I'm totally sold on that. I'll watch that. But Okay, it was table scraps. He was just doing what he had to do to get through it. Okay, cool. I'll keep watching. Cool. Yeah, I'm halfway through season one. I was just curious. I didn't mean to make a check in if you wasn't planning on it. Um, uh, I'll wait till I'm done with season one. We'll do a season by season recap. Cool. I'll okay. be done with season one by next time. And then it. I just want to real quick lightning round some movies I watched. Twister. I kind of saw it as a kid. Coming back to it. Two hilarious things. One, this is the uh, jaws of tornadoes. There's tornadoes every five seconds in this yeah. film. Yeah. They're unending. There's there's so many tornadoes. They're massive. Uh, yeah, and number two is the effects at the time were just really a, impressive. Like looking with the lens of being out in '96, I think this came yeah. out. That's impressive. 
But yeah, the, the big thing being that there were so many tornadoes. There's a hilarious part where my wife, we were watching, she was like, they were at the drive-in. It was after 18 tornadoes had been that day and like tore up the whole town. It's like, does no one like care? And then sure enough, a tornado comes through the drive, the drive-in. Uh, I, so were they watching weren't they watching the shining shining yeah yeah i i love that movie man i it just made me want to go chase tornadoes so when i was silly. a kid it's a silly time so i, I haven't seen it as an adult but we had a silly time and there's uh there's some silly silliness in that movie um so that was it uh i watched listen i'll I'm, i want to talk about the play i always joke we watched the play i watched hamilton the play went on to disney plus it's about andrew jackson Jackson, Andrew Hamilton. Andrew Hamilton. (laughs) (laughs) I watched Jackson. Jackson. It's about Andrew Jackson. Anyways, it's called Hamilton. (laughs) I watched Hamilton. It's about Andrew Hamilton. There we go. And I really enjoyed it. Uh, It is a good time. It is basically told in like raps and like kind of songs or whatever about this guy's life. I thought it was really entertaining from, it's like two and a half hours and I had a freaking great time. I feel like plays and like musicals are the one thing that is still very driven by class in our world. Yeah. Me and the richest guy in the world can both buy Last of Us day one. Me and anybody else can go watch Star Wars the day it comes out. Or rich, whatever. You gotta have a computer, get the pre-order tickets, whatever. Musicals are impossible to get, and people could not get tickets to this show for years. Yeah. Like, I still, and now with COVID, like, so I don't That's know what it's about, it. but, but it's it, such though. a big part of pop culture that you either you get to see it or you don't. I've always thought that's weird about musicals. And so this is the original cast, right? Like, they yeah. filmed the original cast. So it's a performance of it's them. It's from 2016. It's a performance they filmed in 2016. And I is guess it in they're... front of a crowd? Yes. So and they probably filmed it not knowing when they would release it. Yes. They would release well, it. Well, I a think they had time. a plan and then all this COVID stuff happened and they said, let's release it a year earlier or release it. Because they said the reason they were they even released it or filmed it, they wanted to film it with the original cast. Yeah, because once those people are they, gone, they're yeah, gone. Yeah, to, they're gone, they're gone. So they were gonna wait a little bit till they switched cast members, but the COVID stuff happened. They're like, let's release it early on Disney Plus. Um, really good time. It's two and a half hour. I think it's pretty long, but I love the songs. I've been singing them. Just they're stuck. They get stuck in your head and stuff. But they, it's good. To like a kind of a um, once school and all that stuff comes back, they're just going to put this on for kids. They're going to will out the TV uh, into the elementary school. It'll be the new Remember the Titans. Yeah, but uh, it's a good history, like kind of lesson stuff. And I love how they can condense these stories. And there's funny parts in it, and good acting and all that stuff. Good time. Lastly multiple podcasts i've been talking about um dirty harry the dirty harry of quintology well guess what it's over i finally watched the last one it's called the deadpool not deadpool with the <laughs> i saw that over there i thought it was deadpool no the deadpool that deadpool is what it's called That's a stupid name and um, a movie this movie is so shockingly bad i i nearly paused it I nearly paused it to check if I was watching the right movie. I did not know I was watching. Like, I didn't feel like I was watching Dirty Harry anymore. And you've seen Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yes, I think think Pee-wee's is worse. But this this is so disappointing on a scale of I'm putting myself in the seat of, like, a guy that watched the first Harry. Yeah, watched the Dirty Harry. It's like, I can't wait to see how this final one with Clint Eastwood's going to end up. And it is the most – 
that first movie and the second movies are dark and they're grim and they're like, he's got the gun out and he's shooting whatever. This one is so 80s and so like, and he puts out his gun. It's like, this is 80. It was, it was made in 88. And like, he's putting out his gun, he's shooting and the guy goes, oh, and it's so cheesy and 80s like way. And like, that's what this, these movies had always avoided kind of was yeah. like being that level of cheesy. Mm. But one thing I want to talk about, so I'm seeing all the cheesiness. I'm like, already, like, what, what's happened? This is the final one, okay? It cuts. And Jim Carrey is sitting in front of this, like, exorcist, like, music video with this lady in the bed. I didn't know Jim Carrey was, I was like, is this Jim Carrey? And for four minutes of this film, he is singing and dancing. Jim Carrey is like singing and has a singing thing and goes up to the camera and that bees all, it is all goofy and is singing this thing. And, he's a punk. and it goes for four minutes. That's when I paused. I was like, that's, I looked up as like, is that Jim Carrey? Okay. We're doing a dance thing. And then Liam Nielsen, Neeson, Neeson, Nielsen, Liam Neeson, Liam Neeson is the director of this music video thing. And he is in this movie as well with Jim Carrey. How bizarre. And, He's directing this music video it's artist. It's like the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s all ran into oh, each other. Oh, God. So, wow. yeah, this the, uh, I'm three-fourths of the way through. I didn't even finish it. I don't know if I'm <laughs> going to. It is such a dog turd. This, this movie sucks. Oh, my gosh. It just sucks. Well, so, speaking of uh, – I ended – I'm, I'm about to watch the last 10 minutes of it, but, God, it's, don't watch it. Please. Speaking of Jim Carrey, I did watch a movie this week. Um, I watched Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. How did those hold up? uh i'm so nostalgic for it i couldn't even tell you i i honestly don't know i like it i mean it was just funny i threw it on me and jess we always put on like shows so i was like let's just put on a movie while we're sitting here eating dinner and and i just was laughing and having a good time uh i will say you guys have seen it right yeah so like the big twist in the first one is that the guy who like has the vendetta against the team is actually the woman police yes. chief I recently watched that like two years ago and I was like, whoa, you yeah. can't do that so, now. Like, yeah, so oh. there is a, pretty much all of that can't fly these days. Like, yeah, it's over. Because not only is that the case, but she kisses all the guys yes. and then they're all <laughs> spitting and brushing yeah. their teeth and he like lights a trash can on fire and is like so upset that he kissed a man or, a, you know, a woman, but yeah, you know, yeah. used to be. And he is just like, they play it up so much that she's like, oh. It goes on for 10 minutes for that. It, it, so it, it, there's a whole like gender reveal scene where he's yeah. taking off her pants and then he takes off her panties and they still yeah. don't see it. And then he turns her around. And, and so yeah, you ask, so... how does it hold up? It's still funny. <laughs> Can't fly these yeah, days. Like yeah. they could not get away with almost any of what the core reveal of that yeah, movie the final, is. The I remember that. I but it is, ago. It is funny, and I miss this. I feel like there has to be sense of, such a sense of realism nowadays with comedies because we're so – we're in, like, a more modern day where, like, comedies are very influenced nowadays by, like, Judd Apatow, like, 40-Year-Old Virgin. Like, that set the template for what you can do in a comedy and what you can't. In this movie, it's so light. I find myself missing, like – there's. A, it sounds stupid, but one of the scenes is – this guy, you know, jumps off the balcony, but really he was thrown off. And so it's like a suicide scene, yeah. you know, but like Ace is there and he doesn't think it was a suicide. And so he's picking up these clues and stuff. And uh, Monica from friends is like, his. it's not really his girlfriend. She's the one that hired him, 
but like it's her coworker who is the man who has been killed. Yeah. But like he's like, oh, and he's like being crazy on this yeah. crime scene and basically like revealing that like that it's not the way that the police are saying. And the girl who plays Monica from French, she's kind of like laughing. You can tell she's like impressed by him. And I was like, that doesn't work. Like her coworker just was brutally <laughs> killed or committed suicide, but she's in here like yeah. kind of getting turned on by Ace Ventura. And I was like, you but it works. Like, yeah. It works in this genre of this time because it's it's lighter. Like it's just yeah. more it's fun. It's lighter and it's more surreal. Like why is he? It's so surreal. Carefree? That's the perfect word. And I and feel like we don't get that maybe as much nowadays. Or that stuff goes more into TV. Yeah. Like in movies, comedy movies. Like nowadays, you get like forty year old virgin, like that kind of stuff. A lot. You don't get like that more surrealist type. So it is what it is. But I I love those movies. So it was fun. Fun revisiting what, it. What is the one? It always made me laugh really hard as a kid. It might slinky. be uh, uh, the Slinky. Made yeah, you guy brought laughing. that up before. And then also when they're showing the projector, when nature calls. they're showing the pro- is it when nature calls because they're showing yeah. the projector and he's like biting him. Yeah, that's when puppets. nature calls. Yeah, very funny as a kid. So very fun. Cool. Uh, is that it? For that's it. Speak now. Forever hold your peace. I think we've covered everything. Cool. Well. We're back in the, uh, I, I mentioned last time we were done with Zoom. We're not, we're back. Uh, we are going to a monthly, we're going back to a monthly thing because some of us are getting back into the world a little bit. We're a little bit busier than we were. So back to once a month, but maybe you'll see us out again. Maybe you'll see us in a Zoom block. I don't know where we're going to end up, really. Uh, we might be like the Deadpool. We might have Ace Ventura. We might have Jim Carrey himself show up and do with the do the introduction it could be anything at this point you never know so thank you guys for joining us dweebo yt on twitter if you want to know when we're going live with hangouts travis's time machine he's got his own stream uh i think i'm gonna be playing resident evil nice the first one i never finished i'm gonna go back and play that i think that's what i'm playing cool uh know when we're going with the podcast podcast come up all the information on dweebo yt all that being said, thank you for joining us. Stay safe out there. And sayonara. Sayonara, guys. Take care. See you later.